Hey everyone, it's Simon here, and on behalf of Maria and I, I just want to thank you for checking out our podcast. And before we get into things, we just wanted to let you know that this is only part of our online mini-service, and you can check out the whole service and find out more about Everyone Church on our website at everyonechurch.com.au. Hope you can check it out and see the whole thing. For now, on with the podcast. Well, here we are. It's not every day that you get to say, I'm preaching the very first message in a church's history, but this is it. We're here. I've got my Bible. I've got my iPad. And uh, over the next number of weeks, Maria and I are going to be sharing about what it is that we value as Everyone Church. You know, we are a new church, a church plant, uh, a pioneering church church plant. And we are so thankful for every family, every individual who has reached out to us and who's interested, who have come to interest lunches, caught up with us for lunch or coffee or dessert. Or, you know, uh, we're seeing a real evidence of God bringing people for such a time as this to help us really plant this church in this Southwest Sydney region. And we are just so excited and wait and see what God does. Come on, let's, there's only one group of people that are going to be able to say, I was there at the beginning, and we're going to see God's faithful hand throughout this whole church planning process. But um, we want to share our values because really, although the, the, the church uh, belongs to God, obviously, it's it's Jesus' church, um, and it has its, its overarching foundational beliefs and things like that, every local church has with it a unique DNA. And it's in that DNA you find what that church values. And it's where the big church becomes the local church. And we are a local church. Um, We are a faith community forming within a community of the MacArthur region. And uh, and we want to know what is it that we value. You know, some churches value large events. Some churches value um, small groups. Some churches value worship experiences or writing worship songs. And all these things are amazing. And every church has its unique set of values and DNA that it really leans into. So we aren't necessarily talking about core doctrines, although on our website you can find the What We Believe page and you can see our core beliefs and the core beliefs of the Australian Christian Churches, which is the denomination we're a part of, uh, a, a denomination of over a thousand churches in Australia. And uh, But we are talking about what is it that we value. And within that, you're going to find a lot of our core beliefs, don't you worry. But we're answering these questions. What does everyone church value? How do we do things around here? Um, What is it that we hold as a church in high regard? So I want to start with the first one. Now, I'm going to probably say this every week, but this one is very, very, very important. We hold this in super high regard, and that is this. At Everyone Church, we follow Jesus Christ. We pursue Jesus. We follow Him. His Word his will, his glory, his way. And everyone church is and always will be a church that is all about Jesus and pursuing him in our everyday life. And it's all about giving him the glory. Amen. And if we want to bring Jesus to everyone everywhere, which is our vision, it has to start 
with me and with you. We can't bring Jesus to everyone everywhere if we're not bringing Jesus first to us and following him, knowing him, walking with him, loving him, uh, learning his ways, learning his word, and having it really take deep play, uh, deep root in our heart. And we don't follow um, personalities or trends. Uh, we follow Jesus. Jesus said himself in John chapter 10, verse 27, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Do you know Jesus? Does Jesus know you? Now, I know he's God and he knows everyone, but I think you know what I'm trying to say here. And that is, do you follow Jesus? Do you pursue him in your everyday life? My son, Elliot, who's three and a half, he uh, plays this game around the house. Uh, we'll call it the, the train game. And what he does is he just randomly stands somewhere in the house, usually in the dining living area, and he starts to yell out, all aboard the train, all aboard the train, choo-choo. And it's up to everyone in the house to line up behind him and get on the train. Now, there's nothing physically connecting us. No, no, he's just standing there and he starts moving. Chugga, 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 chugga. And he starts chugga, chugging around the house. And it's up to us to follow him. And inevitably, uh, we lose track of him because he moves too fast or we get distracted. And when he notices that someone has fallen off the train, he stops, he turns around and he says, hey, get back on the train, get back on the train. And this is a bit of an analogy to help us picture what it's like following Jesus. Now there's nothing physically connecting us and him, but we are in pursuit of him. We are on the Jesus train. Forgive me for being corny, but we are following him. But sometimes our following of Jesus lacks intentionality. It becomes more of a doddle, like we get distracted. And it's like we stop allowing Jesus to shepherd every moment and place in our lives. Why is that? Like sometimes it's could be because we buy into this belief system that God has done all the work and we just are just sitting there like we're floating in a big ocean of God's goodness and grace in like a big rubber tube just floating around. And although that is partially true uh, because God has done all the work, we need to be careful that we don't just become passive in our pursuit of Jesus and knowing him. I'm not talking about working for your salvation. I'm talking about working out your salvation. Uh, the Apostle Paul in Philippians chapter 2, verse 12 to 13 says this, Therefore, my beloved, as you have always obeyed, so now, not only in my presence, but much more in my absence, work out your own salvation with fear and trembling. For it is God who works in you, both to will and to work for his good pleasure. So God works in us. He does the work in us so that we can do the outworking of that work, if that makes sense. Let's read that in the New Living Translation, my favorite translation. It says in Philippians 2, 12 and 13, Dear friends, you always followed my instructions when I was with you. And now that I am away, it is even more important. 
work hard to show the result of your salvation, obeying God with deep reverence and fear. For God is working in you, giving you the desire and the power to do what pleases him. Work hard because he is working in you. I love that at the end there, it says that he gives you the desire and the power. We don't just do it in our own strength. And I also love the Apostle Paul's pastoral heart here because he's talking to a church that obviously he was around them and then he had moved away. And he knows that he has an influence on them. And we all have those people in our our life that when they're around, we're a little bit sharper, right? Uh, But all of us, we need to, at some point, come to a place of maturity where we follow Jesus ourselves. We follow him. It's a decision that we've made. It's, it's just to be clear here, uh, I'm not talking about working for your salvation. God has done all the work. He has saved you. He has made you his by the work on the cross, the finished work on the cross. But it is in that receiving from him, in that work that he does in us, of us being born again, that our following of him is founded. It is God working in us so that we can outwork what he's done. And that is the miracle of being born again. I want to follow Jesus. My desires have changed. I've been born again. His word, his will, his glory is what I pursue. Following Jesus really is a journey of becoming more like him, of living a kingdom-focused life, a Jesus-focused life. In the chapter before that, in the same book of Philippians, Paul says this in chapter 1, verse 3 to 6. Every time I think of you, I give thanks to my God. Whenever I pray, I make my requests for all of you with joy. For you have been my partners in spreading the good news about Christ from the time you first heard it until now. And I am certain that God, who began the good work in you, will continue his work until it is finally finished on the day when Christ Jesus returns. Hey, everyone, he is doing a work in you. He began the good work, he will finish it. If we be faithful, if we follow, he will finish that work in us, amen? And at every one church, we follow Jesus, we pursue him, we, we chase after him because he has been so good to us. In the Gospels, uh, we read about a lot of the disciples, uh, and one in particular we, we, we learn a lot about is Peter, Simon Peter, good old Peter. And the more uh, we, we read about him, the more we probably see a lot of our own similarities in his life. You know, here is Peter. He followed Jesus, obviously. He uh, was very quick to speak his opinion. He, he um seemed to be the kind of guy who wore his emotions, wore his heart on his sleeve, as it were. And it all started right here in Matthew chapter 4, verse 17 to 20. This is how Peter's journey with Jesus started. One day, as Jesus was walking along the shore of the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon, also called Peter, and Andrew, throwing a net into the water, for they fished for a living. Jesus called out to them, Come, follow me and I will show you how to fish for people. And they left their nets at once and followed him. What an invitation to take part in the most epic of journeys anyone could ever go on. They didn't even necessarily know what that journey was gonna be. They didn't know all the details. They didn't even fully know who it was that they were following at that point. But 
they followed. And let's just fast forward and let's see. This is some of the epic stuff that Peter experienced when following Jesus. So Jesus heals his sick mother-in-law. There's a miraculous catch of fish. Jesus changes his name from Simon to Peter. Just a moment there. Moment silence for all those poor Simons who had their name passed over. Uh, he's a first-hand witness of many miracles, including when Jesus raised a girl from the dead. Imagine that. He makes a famous declaration of, hey, you are the Christ. He says, you are the Christ, you know. Uh, he witnesses the transfiguration with James and John. He refuses to allow Jesus to wash his feet, and then he allows him to. And then Jesus predicts that he will deny him three times. He was with Jesus when he prays in the Garden of Gethsemane while he was sleeping. Uh, and when Jesus is betrayed by Judas, he gets all fired up and pulls out a sword and cuts off a servant's ear. He's just an epic dude. And then he ends up denying Jesus three times, as Jesus predicted. And after Jesus' death, when Mary Magdalene says, hey, his body is not at the tomb, it says that Peter was the first one there to confirm those claims. So he's just one of those guys. It's just like always in the thick of it. And uh, Jesus appears to the disciples after his resurrection, and Peter's there. And we are talking about an epic journey. But when it's all said and done, when it's the resurrection's happened, Peter does this thing. He, in John chapter 21, verse 3, Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. He goes back to what he always knew to do, fishing. He was a fisherman. So he thinks, I'm, I'm going fishing. And Jesus appears to him there, again, post-resurrection, and says, hey, throw your net over this side, and they have another miraculous catch of fish. And when Peter realizes it's Jesus, it says that he rips his tunic off and jumps in the water. Like He's just like an all-in kind of guy. He's my kind of guy. And, uh, and he goes to Jesus, and Jesus asks him three times. He says, do you love me? And Peter says, I love you, Lord. And that's to represent those three times he denied Jesus. So there's this kind of representation there. And then Jesus looks at him and says, these profound words. Then Jesus told him, follow me. Follow me. The same words that started the journey on the same shore of the Sea of Galilee, fishing for the same old fish. Jesus says, Peter, follow me. Follow me. Yeah, you denied me. Yeah, you know, we've been on this, but follow me. Keep following me. And what's Peter's response? It says in verse 20, Peter turned around and saw behind them the disciple Jesus loved. That's John. The one who had leaned over to Jesus during supper and asked, Lord, who will betray you? Peter asked Jesus, what about him, Lord? Jesus replied, if I want him to remain alive until I return, what is that to you? As for you, follow me. And isn't that just like us sometimes, always looking around, always comparing, when Jesus is saying, hey, what is that to you? Follow me. Follow me. What would Jesus say to you today?
if he was here. He'd probably say a lot of things, but I know something he would definitely say. He'd look you right in the eyes and he'd say, follow me, follow me, follow me. And that is why at Everyone Church, we follow Jesus. Are you following him today? Has your pursuit of Jesus become passive? Are you dawdling? Are you distracted? Come on, let's get back on the train, as Elliot would say. Let's get back on the train. Hey, he wants you to follow him. Let's follow him today. And if you aren't following Jesus, or maybe you need to make a fresh commitment to follow him, I would love to lead you in a prayer. Would you pray this to him with me as I pray it out loud? It goes like this. Dear Jesus, today I want to decide to follow you. I turn from my sin and I look to you. I thank you that you gave yourself for me on the cross. I thank you that I am forgiven of my sin because of what you have done. So today I choose to follow you. Help me walk with you on this journey. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us for our first ever online mini service. If you would like to get in contact with us, head to our website, let us know. Hey, there's a button on there that says connect with us. Um, fill out a, a simple form and we would love to get in contact with you, get a coffee, hang out, and especially help you on your journey of following Jesus. Have a great week.